Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jason DeBono. Jason, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Jason is a vice president at Newview Trust Company, a self-directed custodian with over $1.4 billion in assets under custody. I'm excited to have you on. Jason, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, we'll start with the personal stuff. Um, got a, a fantastic wife, two wonderful kids uh, that, that certainly keep us busy. Uh, love, uh, love the fact that sports are slowly working their way back into, uh, into our lives a bit, uh, albeit uh, in a slightly different uh, manner than, than probably we, we'd all like and expect. But, uh, but that is life, and, and we're taking it day by day. Uh, from a work standpoint, uh, I love what I get to do every day, and that is uh, I run a custodial firm that gives people the ability to use retirement money and investments uh, that are not publicly traded. So uh, clients come to us when they really want to take their retirement plan and invest into something like more of a Main Street investment, real estate or private uh, company, a promissory note, uh, as opposed to more of the traditional stock bond and mutual fund options available to them uh, in the marketplace. Nice. And how did you get into that business? Uh, mostly by luck and, and accident. <laughs> uh, 15 years ago, I went to an internship expo as I was graduating college and uh, met a tiny little company uh, that, uh, that was just getting started trying to kind of change the world and, and open up people's investment horizons and opportunities. And uh, I was really kind of understanding through the lens of my dad, who um, loved the idea but, but was told you couldn't do real estate in IRA uh, years prior. So kind of understanding it uh, from a baby boomer and, and how opportunistic it was and how really unavailable it was to the marketplace. And here we are 15 years later, still telling the same story and, and thankfully uh, to a broader audience with a lot more knowledge than 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can certainly believe that. And is, is that sort of what, 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 what the time frame has been for lack of a better term, unlocking the ability to put different kinds of things inside of an IRA? Yeah, it's the last 10 years have probably been, uh, you know, I would say the there's been the most accelerant on the opportunity. Uh, you've been able to do it since IRAs were created, um, but it was really theoretical um, since none of the firms that held IRAs allowed it. Mm. So it, it really wasn't until the, the new view. And there's a few other companies out in, in the in the marketplace that, that offer the service. But uh, it wasn't it was a combination of both people really seeking alternatives uh, you know, due to market conditions, coupled with the information age and, you know, being able to kind of grasp information at our fingertips and, and access information. So it's no longer a secret uh, at this point. It's it's still not completely well known, but I think a combination of all those things has, has led to the growth uh, in people understanding really what's available to them and being able to make an informed decision on where to best invest their retirement dollars. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'm sure that, that your client profile is is all over the board. But is there a certain kind of person or is there a certain trigger that will cause people to say, you know what, I, I'm really interested in, and that's when they connect with you? 
I think it's probably two things, although you're right. I mean, our clients come from really all, all different walks of life and, and spectrums. Um, but I think there's two things that attract people to what we do. I mean, the, the accounts are self-directed, meaning the, the client has to go find their own investments. We just give them the opportunity to really invest into anything versus, you know, picking a stock or bond. So the first thing is it tends to be someone that, that's more deliberate and, and willing to take control of their investments. So, you know, generally people that are passive or, you know, looking to kind of set it and forget it, we're just not really a good tool for them. The second kind of primary characteristic that we see is someone that's already making similar type investments with their personal money. So generally someone doesn't come and buy the first ever investment property they're going to own through their IRA. Uh, they likely have owned an investment property or invested into a private company or done some sort of private investment with their personal money. We're just helping them either do more of it with their IRA money, diversify their IRA money, or extend their investment horizons from a tax benefits uh, you know, standpoint, making the same type of investment, but through an IRA and, and maintaining the tax deferred or tax-free growth. So you know, generally people that like control and, and people that kind of understand uh, the, the Main Street level investment world. Got it. Appreciate that. What are the most common, and I don't know if it's if it's private information or not, but just in, in general, what are the most common things that, that, that you find people are, are utilizing or buying with your IRAs? So our clientele, you know, from an asset standpoint, and keep in mind we have over 20,000 assets, uh, mm. unique assets that our clients wow. currently own. We probably have about 40 or 50,000 uh, that they've purchased over the years. Um, but it's split almost a third and a third uh, and a third. And a third is real estate of all different types. So this would be, uh, you know, things like raw land, uh, rental properties, uh, properties that are being flipped, rehab, apartment complexes, commercial type properties, you know, a mix uh, of all of those. And we have clients that own deeded boat slips and burial plots that would fall into real estate. So obviously there's some creativity that can come with that in terms of, of real estate as an asset class. The second third are in uh, debt instruments, loans. Uh, these are range from uh, private loans against real estate, uh, private personal loans, uh, business lines, you know, uh, types of loans, uh, mezzanine and debt financing, um, you know, bridge loans, construction loans. Uh, there's a, a whole world of people that, that seek capital to, um, to go out and either run businesses or, you know, get projects off the ground. And, and debt is uh, something that a lot of, of their investors um, utilize to participate in, in deals like that. Uh, so that's a, a third. And then the, the last third uh, is really um, private equity. Um, this is, you know, people investing into any privately traded company of any sort. Uh, some of these could be syndicated real estate funds, syndicated uh, investment funds, um, you know, that represent more like a mutual fund, if you will, rather than owning a piece of property. This may be a fund of 200 properties and you're an investor into it, much like a mutual fund is, you know, a few hundred stocks. Um, and again, this could be, you know, things like, People buying Uber when they were publicly traded or privately traded or any other company for that matter, uh, you know, that we, we drive past every day. A lot of these private businesses, as they grow, seek private private equity before they're ready to, to go to the public markets. And so a lot of our clients are participating in that. That's really a third, a third, and a third. There's a small piece left for, um, you know, things like precious metals, mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, uh, you know, have become increasingly popular tax liens, tax deeds, tax certificates, and, and a whole variety of, of more miscellaneous type things. But uh, that really is the lion's share of what our clients are doing. 
That certainly makes sense. <clears throat> and how 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 do you help people with with the legal stuff <laughs> for, for 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 lack of a better term? When when let me just ask a different way. When when somebody comes to you. Um, walk me through the process. Are, 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 are you opening just the container and then it's up to them to decide how to put everything in and all the compliance of it? How, 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 how does that work? Yeah, you know, I think the, the, the question is a really good one and, and the approach of kind of what does it look like from a client's perspective is probably the best way to, to tackle it. When a client comes to us, we are providing the custodial service that keeps their IRA an IRA. So if you think about a, a more common name like Charles Schwab, when you go to Charles Schwab and open up an IRA, you are retaining them for their custodial services, and they are offering the custodial solution bundled with their brokerage arm, which allows you to access stock and bond investments through their trading platform. They're in most cases, um, you know, may provide advice, they may not provide advice depending on your arrangement with them. At Newview, we're providing the same service from a custodial standpoint. We keep their IRA and IRA, we do the reporting and record keeping to the IRS just like Schwab does. But instead of a, a predefined platform with a bunch of ticker symbols that you can go, you know, kind of point and click and, and buy, we're telling you that you can buy whatever investment you deem fit so when it comes to due diligence, legal compliance, all of those things are the client's responsibility. Now, it doesn't mean that we put our head in the sand and don't offer any education, guidance, and service, but we do so without crossing the line into legal or tax advice. So, you know, we help clients understand what the rules are. We help clients understand the boundaries that they operate with, within. And about 90% of the transactions that our clients do fit right inside that box where clients tend to need to seek outside tax or legal advices as they get into more creative deals, which is, is really up to the customer to, to get as creative as they desire, uh, there may be times where they need to seek a legal opinion to make sure, because the IRS code doesn't say, you know, you can buy a stock, you can buy a piece of real estate. It gives some very broad, simplistic guidelines around what you can't do. And the closer you get to that flame, uh, the more that we're going to point you out for some sort of legal counsel. Uh, the further away from that you are, the more obvious it is that uh, that you're not going to have any issues, and it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> and the gray area of the Internal Revenue Code is a blessing and a curse. So, so more more often than not. So, <laughs> do you think are 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 you seeing more of uh, an uptick into crypto assets over the past couple of years? We have. I mean, it's a it's a new asset class. So anytime you know when you have no investors and then you have investors, there's a, a natural appearance of uptick. Um, but but certainly crypto has, um, it, you know, and, and and I'm kind of speaking a little bit more from just opinion than than fact. But you know, I think crypto has still not quite found its place in the investment world um, yet. Uh, I think it's getting closer to that, whatever that actually looks like. Um, you know, early on, there was a lot of people that didn't know what it was, but knew it was going up, you know, very fast and wanted to invest. Uh, obviously, that that came, you know, from 20,000 to, you know, a couple thousand. And uh, it went very quiet for a long period of time. And then over the last, you know, probably six to 12 months, you know, more and more people as there's been some stabilization, slight uptick, uh, or, or large uptick, I mean, it's gone up to, to 10,000 and, and 12, you know, hovered between there. But uh, so we're seeing more and more people 
understand it. We're seeing more and more people, you know, kind of get better information as it relates to its its practical use, uh, you know, in the, the marketplace as an investment strategy. Again, I don't know that anyone's 100% certain where it will end up, uh, but I think more and more people are coming around to it, much like precious metals that, you know, there's an opportunity to, to have some asset diversification into uh, something that really doesn't correlate to anything, even though at times it feels like it does, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Are there any any special rules or challenges around folks who are living abroad, just living internationally, who are expats with a setup like this? No, and, and actually um, we have a, a lot of clients, and, and really the international component um, has two impacts. One is whether the account holder resides internationally or uh, whether they even whether they're domestic or, or international and want to invest internationally and it works both ways so uh, as long as they have an IRA um, we can service them we don't get involved in you know what their tax paying situation is and their qualifications for an IRA um, that's a you know decision uh, something between them and, and their accountant and the IRS if they have an IRA regardless of where they live and we have clients that live all over the world uh, that we house in custody their retirement account for uh, and, and equally, if not probably more so, uh, we have a lot of clients that make international investments. We own uh, and hold property on behalf of our customers and other investment assets in, um, you know, Belize, Costa Rica, Panama, uh, Guatemala. Um, uh, we've got stuff in Europe, uh, business investments in UK, uh, you know, stuff that, you know, we don't see it every day, but it certainly crosses our desk pretty frequently. And uh, th there are some, um, you know, additional things they need to be mindful of in terms of international laws and, and international investment requirements that may supersede IRA guidelines. Uh, but as long as they understand and navigate those on a country-by-country -country basis um, and it adheres to, you know, the, the investment guidelines in that particular country as well as the IRA guidelines, there's no limit on, uh, on your investments being domestic or international, which is really cool. Yeah, it's interesting. And in terms of uh, fees, is how how was how do y'all make money? So we make our money a lot different than the way that that Wall Street makes their money. So our fees are forward facing, Wall Street's are rear facing, and it can create some confusion for customers. So, uh, you know, if you open up an account and buy a piece of real estate with us, it's going to cost you three hundred bucks a year. Um, that's a flat fee regardless of how much the real estate costs. So our fees are very cheap, um, you know, especially if it's a hundred or $200,000 piece of real estate. The challenge is people come to us and say, well, I never paid fees at Fidelity or Schwab. And obviously I think we all understand being in the financial world, that's certainly not true. Um, but because they're end fees being pulled out of mutual funds and, and other, um, you know, end fees that aren't necessarily seen by the customer, there's a perception that it's expensive to self-direct and it's actually the opposite. Um, the average fees in, in most mutual fund and other, you know, asset-based investments can range as high as 7% on non-traded product uh, and around 1.5%. So if you kind of factor the math out and compare that to our fees, our fees generally range from one-tenth of 1% to three-quarters of 1% uh, 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 percent it's significantly less expensive. It can get higher than that for some very active clients, but that's because they're, you know, keeping the account very busy. And obviously the more active they are, the more the 
the activity fees can generate. Uh, one thing that we always like to share from a fee standpoint is our fees are the same regardless of whether you win or lose and regardless of, of what you do in the account from a monetary standpoint. So um, we don't charge any more if you make a million dollars or lose a million dollars. Everything we do is a flat fee based on the activity that we're required to do as a result as opposed to you know people that are, are their accounts growing or shrinking and there's fees being pulled out as a result of that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's interesting because, yes, uh, I think a lot of the time with a traditional record keeper or IRA or whatever, um, the, fee, the fee is just coming out. How Who who pays the fee in for, for, for NewView? Is it the actual IRA or is it the, the individual? Yeah, really a, a great question because in, in most IRAs, the fees have to come out of the account because they're asset-based fees in because NewView is a passive custodian, they're administrative fees. So they can actually be paid by the account holder directly to NewView. So if the fee for the year is $400, um, historically, you know, if you're paying 400, same fee uh, at a brokerage IRA, it's going to have to come out of the account. If you have that fee, if you have that same $400 fee with us, you can pay it personally. It's almost like adding extra money to your IRA. So we encourage all of our clients to pay all the administrative related fees that they're allowed to personally personally um, that way it doesn't remove the money from their tax advantaged account and it takes it out of their taxable portfolio so um, it's very opportunistic in terms of how they can manage the fees got it nice well jason savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them Oh boy, you know, this is always a, a tough question to, to, um, to answer, but I think the, the key is education. Um, you know, I don't think enough people are educated on all the financial impact and true wealth building strategies that exist. So, um, you know, my, my encouragement and, and recommendation or advice, if you will, to the group is um, take some time and go get educated. You know, spend 30 minutes uh, a week just focused on financial education, get off of social media or get off of, uh, you know, reading all the political comments, um, you know, that seem to be swirling all over the world around us and, and really go broaden your horizons into how to really build wealth. And uh, I think you'll find that there's some very practical and easy approaches that, that we kind of view as things only the wealthy know because they've got this big, strong team of, of, uh, of professionals. And uh, in today's day and age, there's a lot of great tax advantage and, and investment opportunities right at our fingertips. And it just takes a little bit of knowledge to get there. So take the time, and uh, and you, you'll be handsomely rewarded. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. Yes, get off of social media for a couple of minutes and open up the Wall Street Journal or something like that. I like it. Mm-hmm. But that would be contrary because, anyway, Jason, th- thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, best way to get... Get some education on what we do is our website. It's newviewtrust.com with a U and U V I E W trust.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jason your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to newviewtrust.com. That's N U V I E W trust.com. Check out the great resources and definitely take Jason's advice and brush up a little bit, learn something about uh, educating and broaden your horizons. Thanks again, Jason. George, thanks for having me. Take care. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? 
any or all of these are familiar, Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.